Hello there. I'm Hank Patterson, and this is The Life of the Mind. So what is The Life of the Mind? Well, I would like to think that The Life of the Mind is art. And in specific to this podcast, The Life of the Mind is going to be, we're going to be looking at TV shows and comic books and movies, media basically. And uh, then we're going to be talking about it, writing little verbal editorials. So what I'd like to do right off the bat is maybe alienate all of my potential listeners by talking something that mm, about 2% of you might have actually heard of. And uh, I don't really care, because it's my podcast. You can talk about whatever you want on your podcast. This morning, I was reading some old New Warriors comics. New Warriors is a comic that came out back in the mid-90s. It was published by Marvel, the guys who do Spider-Man and Thor and Captain America. And I, I assume you have to know that stuff by now. I mean, those movies are making billions of dollars, so you'd be a fool to not. Um, oh, I should also say, just in case you're wondering, you might be able to hear my coffee percolating in the background. Um, if you're wondering if you could hear that, if you're a finely tuned individual, that's what's going on there. Anyway, New Warriors. New Warriors was one of those, I think it was kind of meant to be the Avengers of the mid-90s. It was taking a bunch of characters who'd already been established in their own titles, uh, younger characters, all characters in their like mid-teens to early 20s, and, uh, and it brought them all together and it formed a new team called the New Warriors. Uh, it ran for... Jeez, I think it ran for close to like 75 issues in the end. It's been rebooted a number of times, uh, usually with different members of the team, always with different creative teams. Uh, Yeah, there have been dozens of people writing and drawing the New Warriors over the years. Um, One of their major appearances were they were the team that kind of kicked off Civil War. Uh, The New Warriors were the young heroes who screwed everything up um, and got a whole bunch of people killed, and that's why government registration for superheroes kicked in, which was sort of where Civil War came from and what Civil War was all about. But I was looking at one of the old books, uh, one of the books that came out back when I was in high school, back in the mid-90s. Let's not even talk about that. Um, There's this character named Marvel Boy. You probably never heard of Marvel Boy. Uh, he's got really basic powers. Um, he's just telekinetic. That's it. He's not even a telepath. He can't read your mind. All he can do is lift objects and lift himself. He can move things with his mind. Why am I talking about Marvel Boy? Um, originally, he was one of those clean-cut... He was the Captain America of the team. He uh, He's the kid who wouldn't swear. He was the kid who always wanted to do right and uh, do the right thing. That kind of... Pardon me. Well, a lot of the rest of the New Warriors were all about pain and morality and my parents are getting divorced and I don't know how I feel about that and I'm not sure if I should be allowed to kill people because I'm really angry about this thing they did. Um, Marvel Boy was was a much more clean-cut, straightforward, he knew the Fantastic Four, he knew a lot of uh, the cleaner heroes. Um, but he also had a darker side. Marvel Boy's darker side was a story of physical abuse. Marvel Boy's father was beating him, and Marvel Boy wasn't fighting back. Um, 
His father was beating him because his father hated mutants and he hated that his son was different and he hated that his son was wrong in his own mind. And then, um, uh, I, I want to skip around all over here, but, but basically, one day, Marvel Boy killed his father. It was an accident, but his father was going to beat him and he used his telekinetic powers and he killed his father. And he wound up... Uh, he went and he, uh, they held a trial, he went to jail, he full-on served his time, his teammates even attempted to break him out, and he was like, no, the court said, I am guilty, I have to do my time. It was really cool. And then eventually, um, they did a time-traveling story where Marvel Boy went back to his father's childhood and learned that the reason his father, or I guess you shouldn't say the reason, you shouldn't draw a correlation between these things, but he learned that his father, when he was a teenager, was beaten by his father, Marvel Boy's grandfather, um, because Marvel Boy's father was gay. And that was the big reveal, that Marvel Boy's father was gay, and that his father, Marvel Boy's grandfather, beat him until he stopped acting gay, and decided to date a girl, and decided to just do normal things that normal people do. And and it was, you know, not so subtly implied that the abuse he suffered and the rage he suffered from having to repress himself, um, that's what resulted in him growing up to beating his son, Marvel Boy, um, and, and that's why Marvel Boy had to kill his dad. Marvel Boy had to kill his dad because his father was a survivor of abuse and a repressed homosexual who was then going to kill Marvel Boy. It's really dark stuff. It's stuff that I haven't really seen in very many comics um, before or since then. Not even in things like Vertigo comics, which are designed to handle those kind of adult topics. Let alone in something like The New Warriors, which was really... Like I said, it was supposed to be kind of the Avengers for its time. It was meant to have sort of a 90s edgy morality to it. But, I mean, honestly, when I go back and I look at those stories now, I am blown away that they were attempting to take on that kind of subject matter. So, why am I talking about Marvel Boy? I mean, aside from the fact that I wanted to tell you about this interesting story, about this interesting character you've probably never heard of. Actually, if you know me and you're listening to this, you probably have heard all of this, because I'm probably preaching to the choir, such as it were. Anyway, why am I talking about all this? Well, here's the thing. Mmm, that coffee is still really good. Um, I remember a few years ago, God, I guess, like, what are we going back, like, at least ten years ago now? To when the first Iron Man movie came out? This would be, like, right after the first Iron Man movie came out. And when Marvel started announcing what kind of characters were going to form up their uh, their starting lineup. You know, when they started announcing uh, and casting and picking directors and scripts for Captain America, Thor, and eventually what would become the Avengers. Um, I remember at the time being really unimpressed, being really sad in a way that at that point, at the point where Marvel was developing those movies, I was already into my mid-twenties. I was not a young man. And yet the comic characters who were being first adapted into live action were characters 
characters who were old when my father was a young man. So, like, Captain America, I mean, what? Captain America came out during World War II. He's, he's not older than my grandfather, but he's pretty damn close. I guess my point is, is that I was very disappointed to see that Marvel's was rushing to adapt their oldest, most archaic, out-of-touch characters when there were so many cool things that had happened in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And I wonder sometimes, like, am I going to be waiting another 20 or 30 years to get to see the books of my childhood getting adapted into things? Is that the sort of timeline that we're on? Because, jeez, I'm going to be, like, in my 60s by the time I see a new Warriors movie, which is a really depressing idea. It's probably not going to be that bad. I mean, honestly, we're probably never going to see a new Warriors movie because I'm a crazy person to even be talking about this. But the fact remains, people complain all the time. It's hard to make Captain America and Thor relevant and interesting. Well, you know who it's not difficult to make interesting and relevant? A bunch of characters from the mid-90s. A bunch of characters like Night Thrasher I know it's a ridiculous name, and yeah, he wrote a skateboard for his first few appearances because he was a black character, and comics have a real problem dealing with ethnicity in a non-offensive fashion. But that's not my point. My point is, there are more interesting characters, and there's more interesting storylines than what they're dealing with. Marvel is moving into Civil War, and that's awesome. I mean, Civil War is one of their more modern and intellectual series despite being written by Mark Miller. Um, But at the same time, there's a ton of things going on that are just, I don't know, I find myself saying, like, again, my dad didn't want to read these comics. They mean nothing to me. You know, it's it's like every time I hear about them doing something about whether or not it's we're going to try the Lone Ranger or the Phantom again or... If it's just hearing about, hey, somebody did a remix of that famous old Frank Sinatra song, I don't care. I don't have to care. If I want to be nostalgic, I've got my own childhood to be nostalgic for. I don't have to be nostalgic for stuff that happened in the 1940s. So why don't I start this off talking about Marvel Boy? I started this off talking about Marvel Boy because I wanted to point out that There are some really interesting characters and stories in comic books, in superhero comics. And and I guess I wanted to say, like, I, I know a lot of my friends know that I'm very disappointed with the direction that the Marvel movies have gone in, that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has gone in. And I don't think they entirely understand why I'm disappointed. And I think by explaining some of the overlooked stories and themes that existed in the Marvel books I grew up with, you can start to see why I look at what's coming out now, and I say, man, this isn't that good. Or it's not as good as what I remember. Which, I mean, God help us. The moment those words come out of your mouth, you might as well just start fitting yourself for a coffin. You're starting to become somebody who can only look back at the past and has no place in the future world. But here's the thing. If I do have a place in the future world, why is that future world being populated with comic book movies based on characters from the 1940s and 50s? It's... I'm probably more upset about this stuff than I should be. I'm not even that upset. 
I'm just kind of jacked up on coffee and thinking loud thoughts. And that's kind of the point of a podcast, isn't it? To express some opinions about things. Anyway, that's uh, that's a bit of a rambling opinion on something. Yeah, I guess so. Why don't we uh, why don't we take a little musical break? Hey, you know what I like? I like to watch movie trailers. I remember when the trailer for the first X-Men movie came out uh, back in the late, late 90s. Right in the tail end of the 90s, in fact. Um, I was working in a net cafe, but I wasn't at work the night the trailer came out. I think it was released at like 10 or 11 o'clock at night. I remember being at home where I didn't have internet and I guess one of my co-workers called me up because I'd been talking about hey I think they're going to release the X-Men trailer online real soon which was like a thing that was just starting to be done at that point in time and uh and my buddy called me up and he was like hey that that X-Men trailer it's finally online um that's how we all talk back in the 90s hey how you doing well I'm doing really good too so anytime I'm talking about the 90s that's probably the voice I'll use for it um, until I forget that I said that the next time I do something. Anywho, what I remember is that at like 11 o'clock at night, I put all my gear on, like I got fully dressed, left the house, walked across town to the net cafe, which was closed, opened it up, shut off the alarm, sat down at a computer, booted a computer up, sat down at it, downloaded the trailer, watched it, watched it, watched it again. And then, once I'd taken it in, I closed the store back up, turned the alarm back on, walked all the way across town, and went back to bed. Or sat around and thought about X-Men for a while. The point of that story is, I enjoy movie trailers. Specifically, I enjoy trailers for superhero movies. I don't... <laughs> superhero movies themselves, I honestly, I think they could be shorter... I think you could make a lot of the superhero movies you do. They could be 40 minutes long. 
and you could release them in pairs and I would probably enjoy them more than what is currently being done. I don't mean to be critical of what's being done. I mean, maybe uh, maybe that's literally what I am doing. I'm criticizing it, but I mean, I, I'm... Those movies are very profitable, and the people who make them make them very well. There comes a point where somebody makes lasagna really well, and when I'm describing how you could make that lasagna better, I wind up describing a hamburger. And that's because I love hamburgers. I love hamburgers more than I love lasagna. But not everybody feels that way, and sometimes people want to eat lasagna. So... I don't know, I have to be careful about how I word these things, because I know my tastes and my opinions are very strong, but they're simply for me. I'm really glad that Marvel is putting out profitable movies so that they can make a profit and continue to make movies. I think that's good for everybody. We all do well when good things flourish, and I don't think those things are bad things, even if I don't like them. It's, I don't know, it's important to have a garden full of lots of different flowers. I'm looking outside and I'm seeing flowers, that's why that metaphor is coming to mind. I don't know where I'm going with it. What is my point? My point is, sometimes I enjoy trailers more than movies, and this is the part of the segment where I talk about trailers. Woo, that was, uh, that was a long walk to get there. Trailers. The X-Files trailer came out last night, or at least a little two-minute teaser or something came out for it. Um, that's the uh, that's the new season of X-Files that's going to be out on Netflix um, sometime in the next year or so, I guess. Um, it looks like they're doing a good job of playing off of how modern-day paranoia has just gotten even more so since when the show went off the air. Like, I I assume that they're going to have to at least reference Edward Snowden somewhere inside this series. I would certainly hope so. I think that has a lot to do with people getting more paranoid, um, even if people, I don't think, are seeing alien spacecrafts as much as they were back in the 80s and 90s. But um, they do uh, X-Files, subtitle everybody gets old um that is something i'm noticing about some of these uh some of these franchises where they're bringing back the original cast and everybody's super excited it's like you uh you know you know they're not who they were 20 years ago right none of us are like i don't again not trying to crap on them i'm just saying people change and sometimes you go to a high school reunion and you see what x-files has been doing for the past 20 years and you say to yourself oh this is why we broke up right because you're kind of a weirdo and now you're an old weirdo and i don't know maybe that's cool maybe x-files found itself maybe x-files has been i don't know sitting in a dark apartment watching lost think about what could have been this whole time but whatever um earlier than that this is sort of going back a little ways but uh um, what were the two cool trailers I saw recently? DC Properties. I have just spoken exclusively about Marvel and about the Marvel boy character of Marvel. Um, but the two trailers I saw recently that I really liked recently, which is to say in the past several months, um, not before I was born. I did very few things before I was born. According to some people. Yeah. Um, What's my point? Uh, 
Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad looks really cool. So does Batman v Superman. I got a theory. Everybody's all pissed off about like, why isn't it Batman versus Superman? This is so inane. But here's what I think it is. If you abbreviate Batman v Superman, you get BVS. If you abbreviate Batman versus Superman, a lot of people are going to put that as BVSS. And I can just imagine somebody in marketing finally putting their foot down and saying, like, if this thing is going to go viral and we're going to have people tweeting about it, we don't want them tweeting BVSS. We want BVS. And the only way we can get that is to drop the motherfucking S. I could be wrong, but I suspect that's how the world works. Anyway, I really like the suicide... what are they the suicide squad the suicide squad of course i know who they are like oh my god um i just always get them mixed up with sinister six uh the i think harley quinn has been in both books in a prominent way um what did i i thought the suicide squad trailer looked really good what i didn't like about the trailer was that i suspected they were trying to they wanted a trailer i think is meant to make you think of other movies this movie is like. And that's cool. I mean, I do that at work. Like, if I'm at work and somebody wants to read a new book, I will ask them, what are some other books you liked? I think in the Suicide Squad trailer, they used a musical cue that reminded me so much of the musical cue from Avengers 2 Age of Ultron. The the weird, creepy singing of the Pinocchio. I had strings, but I no longer have strings, or whatever the fuck that was. Um, And this one had like a spooky covering of a Bee Gees. I told a joke, it wasn't a joke. Whatever, you know. Um, And I think that's an intentional thing. That was a, hey, people who have never heard what the Suicide Squad is, it's kind of like the Avengers, but darker. Bam, there you go. There you go, moms. There you go, people who have never heard of this. There you go, disaffected young people who aren't on Tumblr or whatever audience they're trying to get for this. It's kind of like the Avengers, but darker. You say that with your music, and that's cool, you know? At the same time, I saw... um, There's the Deadpool trailer, which is really good. I hadn't even prepped anything to say about that, um, though these are all just off-the-cuff remarks. Anyway, somebody... A Deadpool trailer came out. The Deadpool trailer had really cool music in it. Then somebody took the Deadpool trailer and they recut the music for the Batman versus Superman, Batman v Superman trailer. Um, And there's a point in it where Superman is kicking Batman's ass or vice versa. Uh, um, And I want to say it's like, what is it? X going to give it to you is playing. Um, And it's just really cool. It's just so much cooler than that orchestrated nonsense they're always playing behind it. of Just like the big band. Or whatever the hell that stuff is. Um, I don't know. I'm a sucker for that stuff. Again, like I'm, I'm one of those assholes who's super into Quentin Tarantino. And I like pop music juxtaposed with violence or intense situations on screen i do not really like orchestrated scores they kind of put me to sleep i like a score made out of pop music even if it's crappy pop music or like i like it to be thought of not just thrown in 
But, you know, once again, some people want lasagna, some people want a hamburger. I can't fault people for enjoying the things they want, and I certainly don't want to see a world... Well, I was going to say, I don't want to see a world where entertainment is only made to my specific tastes. But if I did live in that world, I don't think I'd complain. Maybe everybody else would complain and that would kind of suck, but like, I don't know. Like, whatever. I don't care about that in this weird, fictitious thing that I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh man, real quick movie review thing. I watched uh, The World's End, written by Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg, and directed by Edgar Wright. And the reason that I remembered who wrote and directed it is because Edgar Wright, um, especially with Simon Pegg, um, Edgar Wright is one of my top three favorite writer-directors. My top three favorite writer-directors um, in order of favoracy would be Quentin Tarantino, the Coen brothers, and Edgar Wright. Um, I know when I'm going in to see something that Edgar Wright did that it's going to blow my mind. It's not a question as to whether or not it's going to be good or bad. It's like when you have a favorite chef. The odds that that chef is going to make something that you don't like, after a while... If your palate is in sync with this person, you know you're in good hands. And that's how I feel with Edgar Wright, and uh, that was the case. Um, I think The World's End was maybe the best movie he's done so far. It's hard to say. Uh, you know, right after I watched it, I went online and I tweeted it uh, at a friend of mine, uh, my Brit friend, and I told him... Uh, Easily, I agree, it is the best of the trilogy of Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End. The World's End is the pinnacle of of what those guys were doing together. And then this morning, I wake up and I look at that post, and I start thinking about scenes from Hot Fuzz, and I'm like, am I full of shit? Man, Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz is a really good movie. I don't want to get too distracted, and like, it's really just like... It's like trying to pick my favorite of my two favorite ice cream flavors. That's how good this movie is. It's not a question of, was it good or bad? It's a question of, was that the greatest thing I've ever experienced or the second greatest thing I've ever experienced? Hard to say. Um, I will say, I really enjoyed The World's End. Uh, If you haven't seen it and you're listening to this... What a fool you are! You could have been watching it this whole time instead of listening to me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's really good. Um, I don't feel like telling you what the plot is. You can watch the trailer online. It came out like a year ago, like, um, but maybe you didn't hear about it. Uh, it's basically about. It is about um. Simon Pegg is a dude in his, hard to say, late 30s, early 40s. I think they nail it down at one point, but I got sort of confused because I think the dates are more accurate when they recorded it. Anyways, um, those one of those guys who had the greatest night of his life when he was 16, and nothing in his life has ever been that good ever since. So now he's getting together with some of his buddies to redo a classic pub crawl they failed to complete when they were children. 
and uh yeah that's the story of that um it was really good it was a really good movie i i guess i should say it turns into a that's the premise and it is a science fiction action horror comedy so there you go uh sci-fi action horror comedy about a sad guy trying to recapture his youth by doing a pub crawl with some buddies um and it is fucking phenomenal that's all there is to it um shut your mouth and go watch it i took a lot of time to see it just because i knew it was going to be great um sometimes i can be kind of a dick about entertainment that way where if i know a movie is really great and i i sort of lose i'm not worried about seeing it i mean it would suck if i got hit by a bus and i never got to see the world's end but at the same time there's a real like I'll get around to it when I get around to it. It's It'll be one of the greatest things I've ever seen, and I'll watch it when the time is right. And the time was right, and it was a great movie. Um, highly recommended. I give it as many stars and thumbs as you can give a thing until it becomes some sort of intergalactic cosmic monster that chews up reality and shits out a singularity that makes no sense to anybody. That's how good that movie was. All the stars and thumbs in the cosmos until it composes a horrific beast that destroys worlds. That is my ranking or and rating for The World's End. Yeah! And that is uh, the first episode of The... La, 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 la. The life of the mind. Yeah, that's what we're going to call that. We're going to call this podcast The Life of the Mind. And uh, again, I am Hank Patterson. If you're listening to this, you probably know me, so I don't really know why I'm introducing myself, um, aside from inherent professionalism. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's what's going on there. Thanks for listening and have a really great day. I sincerely mean that. I really, really do.